Hi, this is Angie Meadows. This is Rocket Recovery. This is Lesson 11, and this is... Hi, Craig Whelan. Yeah, and he's going to speak up today. <laughs> oh, I can't guarantee. He <laughs> can't guarantee. So if he's mumbling, you guys let him know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to screen share here. So if you are on the Angie G. Meadows YouTube, you can see this with the video. If you're on the podcast and you want a PDF, you can go to enablishjourney.com and pull lesson 11 off of there. This is called Anxiety Hides Something. And I'm going to go ahead and start with the first uh, introduction because this is kind of my story. So we want to learn that anxiety is only a curtain to hide another emotion that is overwhelming us. I woke up this morning with brewing anxiety. So I sat with the Lord and I asked him, why am I so anxious? And then I went through my feelings word list. And when I landed on sadness, the tears flowed. Sadness and grieving were uncovered. Now I can be aware of the sadness. I can acknowledge it and choose to act on processing sadness and start working through it. This immediately resolved my anxiety and I was able to get to the root issue. So anxiety, pull back that curtain and find the emotion that, that's hidden. So if we go down here and we look at our emotion list, you want to read some of these emotions? Nervous, fearful, worried, fretful. Hopeless, helpless, bullied, irritated, frustrated, confused, angry, stubbornness, bitterness, hatred, abandoned, betrayed, neglected, misunderstood, rejected, insecure, unloved, unwanted, judged, condemned, embarrassed, trapped, lonely, and self-pity, hurt, sad, grieving, overwhelmed, depressed, and suicidal. Now, remember how we've talked about all of these are just feelings, they're just emotions, they're blind guides. We don't want to follow our emotions, but we also don't want to ignore them because they're like the light on the dashboard of the car that tells you the oil needs changed. They're like the smoke alarm battery that's going off that says this battery needs changed or the smoke alarm's going off because there's a fire you need to look for. So you don't want to ignore these emotions, but you sure don't want to identify with them. So that's what we've been working through on this series is making sure that we do not identify with these emotions and so that's what I did this day I realized that I was having an of course anxiety triggered me to let me understand that hey you got something here it needs dealt with and I found that I had this grieving so the reason I had this grieving is because my dear friend had just died a few days ago and I missed him terribly and I had to process this loss and this emotion of sadness for him could be overwhelming but instead I'm going to sit with it just a little at a time. And I want you to do with this with all your emotions. I want you to sit with it a little at a time and process those feelings a little bit every morning until peace replaces all that sadness or all that grieving or all that burden or all that anger. I just want you to sit with it and just feel it a little at a time. So learn to recognize the feeling of anxiety and whether I, whenever I'm stuck in anxiety or any other strong emotion for more than two weeks, it is time to admit it and to reach out for help. Obviously, I am not gonna figure this out on my own and I will soon become toxic and it will drive me to dysfunction if it's not resolved. So a lot of times I can look back in my life and I had a root emotion that's, that's triggered me that's come up over and over again for like a decade. And I know that I have that emotion because when somebody else comes at me, just like rejection was my big one. So if somebody's just rolling their eyes or doing a little growl because he doesn't feel good, <laughs> I feel rejected. Well, he's not rejecting me. He's got a bellyache or he feels bad today. And so instead it triggers that rejection wound and it sends me to self-pity. And 
it's because I have had this rejection wound from a lifetime that I haven't dealt with. So whenever I've got something very simple going on in my life that triggers me in a super large way, I know that there's a lot of that that hasn't been resolved. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times if you get triggered, like if you're, you're in a re- rehab and you're, you're getting triggered with somebody in front of you that's, uh, that's maybe bullying you, well, maybe you've been bullied all your life and you haven't learned how to have your own identity. And so and now when that guy just does something that's a little snippy, because that's, maybe that's his personality, instead of just loving him through it, you run. You're like, I ain't putting up with this. Well, that might have been this big, just this little itty bitty thing that this guy said to you. And he may have said it in passing because he's dealing with his own crap. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't about you at all. But it's going to trigger that rejection or that behavior, that problem, that, that abandonment, that neglect, that being misunderstood from your past. And now it's going to snowball. So you got to be really careful and recognize when what behavior is coming at you that's triggering you out of that feelings word list. So let me ask you a question. Anxiety is, to me, I would describe it as as fear on steroids. Like, um, so when I'm being rejected, I'm afraid that he doesn't love me anymore, or she doesn't love me anymore, or when I'm being bullied, I'm a. Uh, it's a fear mm-hmm. that. Just it, oh, I overreact to it, mm-hmm. and it, that's when it becomes anxiety. That's how I right. And so when I'm working with people in, in recovery, if they are anxious and they don't get to the root of it right away, that anxiety gets so overwhelming that they end up relapsing just to get mm-hmm. it to stop because they can't get to the root of it. So when you're anxious, I want you to sit with this feelings word list, and I just want you to ponder all these and say, hmm. What am I really feeling? And then it will, it, it'll bring, it'll be like a little avalanche of, oh yeah, that happened, that happened, that happened. And this isn't the first time this has happened to me. This isn't the first time I felt embarrassed or guilt and shame or lonely. This isn't the first time. And then you're going to go back and you're, because our, our emotions have memories. So even when I was one and I was two, my emotions were building patterns like DNA of memories. So when, if you were abandoned or neglected or abused or hurt and not nurtured when you were a baby, it's very likely that you never can feel like that you can really connect and bond. So then you get attachment disorders. So you've got to heal yourself so that you can learn to attach and you can learn to attach to safe people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So start with number one. Un- unresolved anxiety drives us to sub- uh, substance use and some other dysfunctional behavior to try and rebalance ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, if I don't get a handle on that anxiety, that's just one of those little parts of me that's got to be reined in by that strong man. Because if, if we got we got anxiety, we got fear, we got self-pity, we got nervousness, we got a hopeless little guy in there. So we got all these little guys. We got depression. We might even have suicide. Those are just little people that are trying to give us a way out from this anxiety, from this, this suffering emotion. But instead, we're going to take our strong man and we're going to rein in all these little guys. And we've talked about that in lessons past. So number two, resolving anxiety with substance use is only temporary fix and results in compounded problems. Is mm. that true? Yeah. So like if you deal with your anxiety by just stopping recovery and doing what you want to do and just going back out there, 
you're going to end up with a lot more problems. Piles it on. And, and it seems like every time I have worked with somebody who's relapsed over and over again for maybe like a decade, I go back and I find them and I work with them. Man, every time they're worse. I mean, just even over a winter, I'll go back and, and find them the next summer. And I'm like, whoa, you have not made any progress. You have stayed stuck in this and stuck in this and stuck in that. And so their recovery has to start with those thinking skills. I mean, once we get some stability, we've got food, we got a bed, we got a job, we got a roof over our head. There, that's the undergirding stability. But now we have to work on emotional stability or we're sure to relapse. And how do you, how much do you struggle when you go back six months, a year later? And you you got to start all over. It breaks my heart though. Okay, when yes. I see that, like to see they were this close. Right. And now here they are again. And I really think that when you recognize I'm, I've got suffering anxiety that's suffocating me, that's going to make me relapse. When you get to that point, don't let yourself get that deep. Instead, immediately start reaching out, start figuring out, you know, and, and sometimes there is nobody that'll listen to you. They're sick of your junk. So that's when I want you to start writing it. And I can remember when I started my healing, I would literally write 40 pages. Yeah. Dear God, I, I hate this. I hate that. Why did you let this happen? Why did you let that? And then when I got done, I shrieked read it or I burned it. And it was like my little sacrifice for the day. There it is, Lord. It's yours now. <laughs> I did a lot of writing too. Yeah. So sometimes there's just nobody that can handle your pain. There's just too much pain. There's too much suffering and it's just too big for anybody else to handle. So that's when you take to writing. And most recovery programs have a component to it where you start journaling. Avoid respon Avoiding responsibilities is not a way to avoid anxiety. Oh, and that's true. That makes anxiety worse. I mean, it helps for a little bit, but then it snowball after yeah, that. Just another pile it on. Yeah. <laughs> so number four, underlying chronic anxiety makes us prone to overact in defensiveness or panic and flee during any minor confrontations, which causes us to lose our employment, our recovery progress, and other structures of stability, our food, our bed, our meals, warmth, any loving relationships that we could have. And I think there's a lot of people that have all those things and still live crippled in anxiety. Like they, they can't even leave their house or go 10 miles from home. Like it, anxiety is such a grab a hold of you and, and keep you down, keep mm. you from mm -hmm. moving forward. Yes. And it's probably piled on over years and years of um, trauma or abuse or or um, like that tormented mind, that unforgiveness, where you get thrown into the tormentor's prison, where you're, you're always taking offense on things, and then then you kind of just end up going around the same bush. It's different people, different faces, different places. But you're like, no, wait a minute. I was just here three months ago, and here I am again. I got out of that last circumstance, and I'm right back here again. So if you don't figure out why you keep getting in dysfunctional, toxic, abusive relationships, you're just going to be right back there again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So number five. Substance use disorder or even suicidal thinking is just an attempt to rebalance the inner soul from the dysregulated emotions. So substance use disorder 
is literally trying to take all these little, these little guys, these little emotions that are trying to rule and reign over your life and try to put it back in balance. But it's the wrong way to do it. I think that that just masks it, it covers it up. It, it actually keeps it down in that pot brewing. So when it comes out, it comes out magnified. Again, it only just compounds. It, it compounds it, yes, I think so. So the exercise today, Craig, tell them what the exercise is. When you feel anxious, sit with it quietly for a moment and go through this feeling word list and uncover the emotion that has not been processed or resolved. Yeah. So some emotions are so strong that when you allow yourself to feel them, they cause intense suffering. So I want you to feel these emotions a little at a time and process them with a trusted friend, with a sponsor, with journaling to the Lord. Uh, journaling can help move emotions from inside of you to outside of you where you won't be it won't be so intense so if you are numb and can't feel anything you have learned to stop all your emotions to function just in daily life and a lot of people do this they just shut down it's like it's like they're just like this little zombie they're just doing the next thing doing the next thing but they don't have any real joy they don't have any right. you know, like maybe they're afraid of their emotions like like maybe when uh if i let my anger out i'm so afraid that i'm going to be really angry that i just stop it well it doesn't do anything but hurt me and then you explode and then you explode <laughs> yeah, used to be me. yeah volcano <laughs> There is victory in Jesus. It yeah. used to be me. That's right. So if you're numb and you can't feel anything, you've learned to stop your emotions. And so when these emotions get turned back on, they're going to be scary. And so we're going to, I'm going to give you a skill to, to do here, some suggestions to do. So when these emotions get turned back on, and if you have numbed these emotions with substance use, they're numb. And when they start coming back up, they're going to be really intense, really fiery, really suffering. And you're going to be like, whoa, especially if you had started drugs uh, as a preteen, like 10, 11, 12, especially if you were sexually uh, molested and you have all of this wounds that you have just not dealt with any of that pain and any of that suffering for all those years. And you've just stuffed it and stuffed it. Well, you have a whole teenage years of emotions that you didn't get to learn to overcome. And so you didn't build any courage. You didn't build any faithfulness, any, uh, any steadfastness, any strength to be able to um, master uh, consequences and hard things. And so when these things come up, they start overwhelming you. So what I want you to do is I want you to spend just, I want you to identify, oh, I'm really overwhelmed with this emotion right now. Name that emotion and just sit with it for five to 10 minutes. And then after that, after your timer goes off, get up, enjoy your day. And then if it overwhelms you again, I want you to do these next five things. You want to read yeah, this for necessary. Feel the emotion intensely. Put it outside of you and do not identify with it. Get up and enjoy your day. Yeah. Emotions are just emotions. Yeah. They are not you. Mm. Do not identify with your emotions or they will rule you. Identify with Jesus because... That's where the healing is. That is. Be aware of emotions, then acknowledge emotions and take action by feeling them and processing them a little at a time. Okay, so the principle here that we want to learn today is anxiety is a cover-up for to hide root emotions. So when you feel anxious, now you got a job to do. Right? Now that now there's some work, there's some there's some movement we can make so that we're just not sitting there with that anxiety day in and day out. So the conclusion, unprocessed emotions come out some other way. Some of this work can only be done by you. No one can handle all your unresolved accumulated pain. So you want to read right here? 
Choose three or four dependable people and build strong relationships with them so you feel like you have many people to share your burdens. Understand some emotions are built into problems. The problem doesn't need to be solved for the emotion to be resolved. So a lot of times if you're stuck in anxiety and you think, oh, if I just fix this, right, right. then I wouldn't be anxious anymore. Well, that might not be fixable or that might take two years to fix. So you got to be able to resolve your anxiety and then this is going to work itself out. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can't change somebody rejecting you or bullying mm -hmm. you or whatever. Right. But you don't have to live in that. Right. So you say, if I start feeling this emotion, my suffering will never stop. Well, I'm here to tell you that it will. You can be in charge of your emotions by finding a quiet place every day and processing it, just processing your emotions a few minutes at a time, one day at a time, you will wake up and you will find the emotion of peace. And in our next lesson, we're going to explore what that peace would look like. So let's say our scripture. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I trust. Psalms 18.2. And let me pray for you. Lord, fill us with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Let me live a life worthy of you, O oh Lord, to please you in every way. Let me be strengthened with all power according to your glorious might so that I might have endurance and patience and joyfully give thanks to the Father. And that would be in Colossians 1, 9 and 10. And we just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And if you don't know what to pray and you don't know what to do and you're just rambling and rambling, then you just get into the word and you start praying. Ephesians 3 has a really good prayer at the end, and Colossians 1 has really good prayers. And I just sometimes just pray my way through those scriptures. I, I was, I've told them before, I cry my way through the Psalms, and I pray, Psalms, yep. I pray my way through the New Testament. Yep. So this is the Rocker Recovery. This was a lesson 11. This is Angie G. Meadows and Greg Wheeler. And we're saying goodbye, and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.